Your support helps us bring fresh voices, new voices, and credible voices. Support Mind Podcast by clicking on support the Mind Podcast link on mind.net. You can also write to us at info at mind.net about any other way you would like to support Mindmakers. Hello and welcome to this Mind Podcast 122.0. This is Sunanda Vashesh yet again here. And uh, with me is Pramod Kumar Buravali, look, looking grim and not very happy. Adit is not here again. He is uh, traveling, but he will definitely be here uh, next week. So I have to do this job um, at the moment. I'm waiting for Adit to come back. But anyway, today is, um, well, not so unhappy day. Uh, Pramod, you can be happy. I can tell you something. We thrashed Pakistan in a hockey game. Seven to one, yeah. and then another big sports victory. Kidambi Shrikant, he won, won Indonesia Open, Open for right. the first time ever, yeah. and um, Indian badminton player has done that. Yeah. And then there is that little chota mota defeat against Pakistan in cricket. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well that is completely over. That's not how the news is, no. because the cricket crazy as they say. There are only two religions in India, yeah. Bollywood and um, cricket. So this was a huge dampener for um, India. And any cricket match is just um, Indians go crazy. And yeah. when it is a match against Pakistan then they go even crazier, yeah. um, the fans on in both countries. And India-Pakistan match is um, nothing short of a war <laughs> played on a cricket uh, pitch. But today was not the day for India. Right. I watched the match and, you know, in bits and pieces. And it was, Pakistan played extremely well. Yeah. You, I mean, compared to where they were in the, you know, nobody was, had given them a chance. People were actually saying, I know people were actually saying that they will not even get to uh, the semi-final. But in semi-final, India thrashed them. India had one victory against uh, Pakistan in semi-final. But in final, I don't know, as you were saying... Oh, they came from behind. They they came came from from behind behind completely. That's what backstabbers do. They have to come from behind. Don't be a sore loser. Come on. Indian team did not have it put together. I don't know if it was the pressure or if it was... It's okay. It's It's sports. It's a game. game, You know, it's not like, you know, I was um, was just telling the other day, you know... Sports, nothing teaches you in life like sports. It's not like you've forgotten all your skills or you've forgotten how to play or anything, but there's a day when it's not yours and there are other days when you play really well. So so today was not India's day. I mean, they fell like pack of cards right from Kohli to Dhoni to Yuvraj to everyone. I mean, this is a good team and a good batting lineup, but at the same time, when you are in a finals, when you are chasing such a mammoth target, you are always going to be under pressure. You know, yeah. 300 plus yeah. for any team, uh, for whatever format of, uh, you know, new rules that they have changed. Uh, yeah. They keep changing so many uh, one-day rules that yeah. I 
I just I know they can't and I um, Pramod of course um, played cricket and he knows cricket very well yeah. but he is just put it up the wrong person like me to talk about we are missing Adit today yeah. and Adit did not want me to talk about cricket at all yeah. because he's so afraid that I will just say something completely um, obnoxious because I don't understand cricket as well so he actually sent a quick bite yeah. and we have that quick bite that should be up pretty soon and he's given his comments about the cricket so we won't dwell too much Right. on um, yeah. uh, today's thing but we do want to give a shout out to the hockey team right. hockey team does not get as much love as they require hockey is our national game but they did very well so fir dil do hockey ko and uh, and hockey has been on the revival mode a little bit uh, the past you know i guess uh, because of guilt consciousness of uh, the 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 big sport sport uh, administrators who are pouring in money into cricket they are mm. probably their guilt is leading to some sort of a revival in yeah. kabaddi in shuttle badminton we are really doing, doing well. very well so hockey and football also i, I, and I see we had i don't know if you saw i'm sure you saw the two part series that we've been carrying on the history Foot, of football, football in yeah. india i request everyone to read that it is uh, written by well in india football atish bose and he has done phenomenal research on the history of football how we had really had the game you know we yeah. were doing really well and the heartbreaks and how we are nowhere now in the picture but i would like you to read because there is a world right. beyond cricket right. also and there are people who like to live with everything but this week we've spent a lot of time on um, sports on on mind maker so i would really request everyone to read this um, two part series yeah. on football but moving ahead i mean after we you know congratulate the hockey team and um, uh, k shrikant uh, for uh, that wonderful victory that makes us extremely proud um we'll move on and we will move on to um you know areas that are not very uh, happy the political scene has not been a very happy scene mamta banerjee is dealing with a lot of crisis in gorkha um, you know agitation which has revived its not a new agitation it has revived its right. head again in right. 80s uh, cpim government had yeah. this problem and subhash gising you and i will remember promoji right. and a lot of our older um, right. yeah, uh, you know older listeners will also um, saying but we'll have a proper uh, discussion right. on debate on uh, darjeeling issue but before that i want to go to kashmir in kashmir we saw jnk police has been seeing which has been at the forefront of fighting terrorism has has seen some lot of losses and this week jnk a police party of five, six people now five people uh, five first and then one more person succumb to injuries they were shot dead they were ambushed by uh, let has um, taken responsibility they were uh, ambushed in a small village in south kashmir near anantnag called achwal i have actually been to achwal achwal is, is an extremely pretty place pretty small hamlet and they were actually watching a sick group there a sick you know hamlet that is there they were actually watching over them this sick, this police party and they were ambushed and all of them were killed yeah. in, uh, including sho and everyone um jnk there is this is no no um 
secret that if you want to fight homegrown terrorism your police has to be the front line yeah. this was something that kps gill who just passed away had you know explained and had that this was his mantra that army to hai but whether it is when you're talking about homegrown terrorism yeah, yeah. which we um, in assam with which he was dealing with at that time and punjab and kashmir you have to have to have the first line of defense because intelligence comes from these people intelligence comes from the state police so we have seen a lot of um, jnk police is a fighting force no question about it but they have not they have somehow not been able to you know stand up to the you know uh, <coughs> terrorism which has at one point they did break the back of terrorism in 1990s but now they are just seeming to be having a lot of losses i don't know what's going on well i spoke with the additional dgp of west bengal on friday uh, he was visiting houston and uh, mm. he was also posted to kashmir and in 2011 and 12 when he was posted as dig uh, in kashmir uh, as ig uh, operations they Kashmir uh, registered the lowest casualties uh, ever so that was apparently one of the uh, achievements of his tenure but at the same time uh, i agree with that strategy the kps gill strategy of using locals to fight the locals that have gone away for whatever reason because insurgency from an intelligence standpoint and also from a resistance standpoint if there are a group of people especially the the gujjars the shias who have not actively taken part in the insurgency in kashmir it's only in south kashmir certain place certain districts if you look at the entire architecture you would probably say, take 60 villages plus shrinagar that to downtown shrinagar certain areas which are the the uh, hostel area where you know you can call them the hotbed of extremist thoughts right sunanda ji other exactly. than that you don't have that kind of no. so you can contain that with local people who already always need jobs they can be trained into home guards police uh, teachers and you know all sorts of um, things have happened i guess again my recipe towards the kashmir problem is those who are really not interested in staying with india <laughs> why are we saying that uh, you know we'll still continue to have a dialogue by this kashmiriya uh, you know has been thrown as a new architect i don't for for my uh, 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 knowledge to seek to understand what does kashmiriyat do to win away somebody who has already decided to wave a uh, pakistani flag yeah. there is no way you can do that no, right no. so when will this prime minister or somebody with a lot of uh, respect that is being commanded in the intelligence community ajit doval make that final clarion call that look there needs to be a peaceful exchange of population if not peaceful some arbitrary arbitration by somebody that you're says saying, that look this you're saying other than peaceful exchange of population 65, there is there is no 65 lakh people living in the kashmir valley i know exactly the number of troops that are stationed there to contain them which is if classified the, information by the way half of the population does not want to live and there are about 3 to 4 million hindus hazaras shias <coughs> and others who want to peacefully live with india we have no problem with uh, uh, the people of islamic community wanting to live in india but if there is a certain segment that does not want to please open the gates at wagha please open the gates in south kashmir and let them give pass them a one way ticket yes yeah. please Yeah. Leave the country. So, um, uh, you know, the new channels that are the warrior channels that have come around, um, Republic and Times Now is not that new, but uh, certainly new. They they are just discovering this 
whole new facet in Kashmir where people are actually um, waving Pakistan flags or they support Pakistan. It's been for ages and I have written many times about it and uh, even before Mind Makers came into existence, I have written pieces about it. You wrote one on of, DNA which I, I just uh, yeah, it is, yeah, it yeah. has been um, around everywhere and I have given a brief glimpse of what Kashmir used to be um, during a cricket match. So these people are, and now they go around and saying, why is Mirwais not cheering Kashmir? Are, how will Mirwais chair Kashmir? He is chairman of Hurriyat. Hurriyat supports, a part of faction of Hurriyat supports merger of uh, in Kashmir with Pakistan. And another um, faction supports um, independence. But um, he, Mirwais has very openly said that he would rather support a faction with, um, you know, merger with Pakistan. So how are you expecting him to, um, you know, cheer for India? All this juvenile um, uh, journalism doesn't lead anywhere. The real people who have to make a difference have to make a difference. As you were saying, Ajit Doval and the PMO and all these people, they have to make a difference. And uh, we do have a complicated problem in Kashmir, but it, it can be resolved. Um, there are multiple, many times that people have given... Um, you know, solutions, what can be done. But let's not just lose it over a game of cricket or let's not just lose it. It's not uh, worth it. These are these are big issues. So let's not just lose it over, you know, uh, uh, games of cricket, come and go. And uh, No, I, I think this is a great team that is in place. The Ajit Doval and P PM team, which has yeah. gone after the terrorists. They are going after the terrorists. The terrorists have uh, incurred massive losses. losses. So there is obviously frustration. The uh, terrorists want to wean away the Jammu Kashmir police and certain yeah. parts of the establishment away from the mainstream, which is which is a, a legitimate legitimate tactic of war. Uh, in this undeclared war with Pakistan, one day or the other, the Indian Prime Minister or the establishment has to say that look, these are the people who want to come and join with Pakistan. There are there seem to be one or two crore people in Pakistan that want to come and join in India. Let us do it in an organized fashion and declare a actual border between India and yeah. Pakistan. Hold those thoughts and we will come back in a minute. So yeah, moving on from Kashmir. Kashmir is something that we can keep talking about on and on and it will really never end. And I'm sure we will be talking about it in other... Um, and I'm sure if um, we involve Donald Trump, they will we'll come up with a good solution like how he sold weapons to Saudi Arabia and also sold weapons to Qatar. <laughs> so nice of Trump. What was that? After doing all that, he sold weapons to Qatar? And also, yeah, yeah. And also he is asking Turkey to establish a so nice, I mean... I mean, America is just equal opportunities no, partner. It's, 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 it's equal opportunities partner. Anyway, I want to move from here to uh, the other, uh, to the other extreme, the part of the Himalayas, other part of Himalayas, and I'm other hills, and I'm talking about Darjeeling hills. Mamta um, Banerjee's first crisis, would you say? First, um, first big crisis, I would say. She's had minor crisis crises in the in her uh, tenure and uh, thing, but this seems to be a big crisis. Yeah. Um, Gorkha agitation is not a new agitation. It is something that um, came about in 80s also and when we were talking about we said Subhash Gising was yeah. um, you know a name to reckon with at that point. Uh, CPIM was ruling um, Bengal. Um, so at that time, you know, yeah. they, they did create some kind of because Gorkhas always felt they that package. they gave a package and uh. they felt that Bengal overall doesn't take care of the hilly region. Right. They feel underdeveloped. Right. You know, it's uh, problems that a lot of northeast um, states also have. Right. 
so anyway what let me just go through the recent history what happened okay. is that uh, before you um, talk about it that there seems to be the mamta banerji government is introducing bengali as the second language this is what triggered this phase of unrest and they don't recognize they do not want to study language they do not want to um, yeah. you know so so it's it's very funny remember yeah. bangladesh was created out of this whole language agitation right. so for bengal to have this language agitation against again uh, they feel mamta banerjee's government has been saying and uh, that we are not making it mandatory we're just introducing the second language those who do not want to do it they don't have to do it yeah. the darjeeling gjm they are saying it gorkha mocha they are saying that no you know the fact that you are your this is this is a sort of uh, quote unquote bengali imperialism that right. you are sort of you know pushing us and thrusting on us we don't want to be doing anything yeah. with the result the age old gorkha agitation has again come right. to the um, fore right. the queer pitch here is and which i want you to talk about is the role of bjp bjp in its manifesto in 2014 said that they were going to have a quote unquote sympathetic view about gorkha land so that's what queers the pitch there uh, bjp is making some waves although there is no doubt in my mind that they're not going to defeat um, mamta this time mamta this time but they are coming they are becoming a strong opposition yeah. and mamta is seeing that mamta yeah. is mamta is a very shrewd politician she right. knows it and she has been saying consistently telling bjp you know do not mess here right. because do not divide bengal if you divide bengal there are right. going to be other um, you know agitation yeah. such borders are going to ask right. for it there are other people who are going to ask for it i want you to talk about the bjp thing give a brief 30 second introduction about um, gorkhas and then go to the bjp thing well the gorkhas have been one of the most fiercely loyal uh, uh, you know sect sect of people there is uh, you know if you look at uh, the history of the gorkhas even today the british has a regiment the gorkha regiment, regiment. that protects the queen so yes. their, their loyalty is so and fierce. in indian army we have about four or five regiments of gorkha regiment so, so there is no question about isn't our current the, army chief from gorkha he is regiment from the gorkha he is not a gorkha himself yeah, but, but he is from, from gorkha regiment yeah so uh, and the tales of valor of gorkhas is innumerable they are yeah. very fiercely loyal independent said, and sam manikshaw used to say that if you say i don't fear death i think something uh, like that you you have I to be a gorkha or are you either lying or you are a gorkha and the go, uh, the gorkha khanjar the dagger that they mm. carry is so brutal i actually wielded it and uh, uh, you know you know it's very difficult to maneuver with it anyway yeah. so uh, coming back to this gorkha agitation the history of it was always that if you look at the border regions of the upper reaches of himalayas when when you're talking about nepal bhutan sikkim and the gorkha belt gorkha that belt. is the belt where they have been historically settled for many many the thousands of years the lepcha tribe the lepcha tribe they they have been settled there for a long long time and they are fiercely martial in nature they have participated in numerous wars and they have ha- always had a statehood demand whether they are in nepal now in, uh, they, they are you can consider the gorkha as uh, a tribe that is spread into three or four countries countries now 
so you can't uh, classify them as a, uh, a single i mean they, their aspirations are also genuine mm. if they want to have a state when you can divide andhra and telangana when you can divide Ch- chatisgarh and madhya pradesh they want to st- after all stay in india they're not asking for a country of, uh, for their themselves mm. and this is what the bjp does whenever it is in power it just becomes so uh, you know they should have a second state reorganization committee Mm. they should have done that even with telangana now mm. look at what they have done with the division they should have left andhra pradesh uh, derek o'brien a, came up with a um, <clears throat> this is just a rebuttal to you and you can continue derek o'brien came up with a thing saying that gorkha uh, land is not a viable alternative because they are just a, a very small area so it's what? just um, two mps from there so and what? Can, can you say that MLAs. to goa can you say that same thing to goa hmm right there are one mp states also there are one mp union territories at least make them a union territory mm-hmm. right okay this is where bjp is making a big mistake by thinking that it will come to power one day or the other in bengal it will never come to power in bengal because yeah. they have never nurtured any state leadership it might become a force because of the local karyakartas who are shedding blood but at the same time they don't have any real nationalistic policy tomorrow what were, what are they going to say they are going to become a market economy driven uh, party in bengal when at a national level they have become a socialist party mm, yeah so they have no idea sunanda ji they are only dealing with one issue after the other their architecture of giving states is also very flawed which is why a very sort of a neutral panel should be constructed i have always said remember during the time of the telangana mm. debates also i used to say that that country with 1.3 billion people and soon to be 1.5 billion people deserves 50 states true 29 states is not sufficient the governors I regional agree. governors like chandrababu naidu or ksr or your uh, devendra fadnavis can only rule states of more than not more than 4 or 5 crore people they okay. are incapable governors Mm. if you give them a state of 10 crores or 20 crores now yogi adityanath look at the issue in up mm. everybody has said they they want to make it into four states remember mm. even mayawati mm-hmm. passed that resolution which bjp supported mm. where is that happening right so this thought that eventually whoever wins uh, west bengal wins it all should be taken away from bjp's calculation because bengal can never become a bjp ruled state it might happen 10 15 years from but the, not now yeah when they have a strong regional leader who understands the ground like yeah. mamta banerjee yeah the, the, and that state is completely left of left right uh, mamta has taken it left of left of left mm-hmm. what is there to uh, what is left now right <laughs> Correct. There's nothing left for BJP to. So um, uh, Mamta's thing is that they already have been given a hill council kind of a, you know how Bodo, bo, huh. you know, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, Bodo tries over land or something. They have been given a Gorkha um, hill council yeah, yeah. where they are given some semblance of self uh, governance. Uh, the problem with that is it seems that that. the elections are not held very now the elections are supposed to be held but before that elections were not held very regularly and it also seems to me that some the governance part is missing even amongst gorkhas there are only two agitations left that are really seriously asking for statehood vidarbha has also dissipated yeah, quite a bit but if you want to make although vidarbha is a very valid good demand good it's good a good very case. valid demand but there are only two people who are very in a very nice manner asking for a state the bodos mm. and the gurkhas mm. they are very nationalistic people before this turns militant and before china taps into this kind of vituperative tendencies why don't you give them a union territory mm. 
what is wrong in giving them a union territory and tell them you you show how you perform for 25 years and then, then we will do a statehood thing कॉन्स्टिट्यूशन में अमेंडमेंट इतना मेजॉरिटी है कर सकते हैं एट द एट द मिनिमम दे शुड व्हाट यू सेड इन द बिगिनिंग दैट दे शुड सेट अप अ स्टेट रिऑर्गेनाइजेशन टीम दैट हैज टू बी बिकॉज़ बीजेपी हैज ऑलवेज बिलीव्ड इन स्मॉलर स्टेट्स लेट द आर्मी चीफ द चीफ जस्टिस द प्राइम मिनिस्टर द चीफ इलेक्शन कमिश्नर एंड ए इकोनॉमिस्ट बी इन पार्ट ऑफ दैट काउंसिल और एंड आल्सो द प्रिंसिपल ऑपोजिशन and let them decide which state deserves to be in part of the union which state doesn't be i sincerely feel even today jammu and kashmir uh, kashmir be, and ladakh, ladakh should be three be different from, states yeah same goes with maharashtra two sub- yeah. separate harit states harit pradesh harit pradesh and uh, up definitely should be divided but, but into two people i mean it's too much up should you definitely know, be divided into anybody have that kind of power? Yeah. you know yeah exactly when you are decentralizing everything and you are dividing powers and giving powers via the, via this gst yeah. the political reorganization of india is also must and should yeah. why not 50 states yeah to tomorrow if somebody wants to declare independence do you think they can fight the indian uh, uh, state mm. with 5 million uh, troops police yeah. paramilitary the regular army 500 nuclear weapons who will fight india so how do you think um, uh, now mamta is in a strange situation mamta is doing the right mamta thing mamta is a... not going to um, she cannot accept a demand for a division Ma- of bengal is... because she will lose her uh, constituency anybody will fight that because their politics is driven there is a there are sub regional party mm-hmm. with uh, so called national aspirations that they want to be part of the center when they she wants to be obviously uh, known as somebody dictating terms she she will naturally oppose it but she will not oppose a uni- union territory for uh, uh, you know the gorkhas you know this is not fair for the gorkhas they are very patriotic loyal dharmic people mm. they should be given and you should uh, bjp should also say that okay mamta we don't see eye to eye politically but this is gone on for too long it is draining your state's budget by yeah. giving them a special package all the time It's throwing money the budget, yeah, yeah. yeah they are bankrupt state yeah. west bengal from yeah. bankruptcy is now uh, <laughs> i don't know I what know. what else what else you can call it um give me another uh, this thing about uh, gorkha uh, tea plantation workers where do they stand well, and bjp has gone on record saying that they are going to remember how they um, you know i, I don't think the gorkha are a regional chauvinists mm. if the gorkha land union territory that i am suggesting is formulated and made into a reality then the tree plantation workers rights are also protected because it is an economic benefit because tree plantation be- workers have now become domicile they have been there for so long so do you so, think this will spark any kind of ethnic problem that's no, what i'm that's asking that's what i'm you. saying mm. the gorkhas are not like that and in fact even the bengalis are not like that Yeah. in bengal if you see the number of ethnicities that live together it's amazing it's amazing it's yeah. lot of tribal communities that uh, you know live uh, ultimately sunanda ji it boils down to a, a ability by a, a regional governor mamta banerjee does not have that capability to provide economic benefit yeah. she took the state backward 10 times more than the cpm yeah. at least buddhadev was how better. much i know how much can a backward state look after huh. in this thing how so many more communities so can you so economically it makes a lot of sense to cut, have cut, a gorkha land cut the tales of all these regional chavanis i say yeah. all the time i was always in support of telangana because there was always that discrimination happening mm. these people are incapable chandrababu naidu tomorrow if the state becomes from 5 crores to 10 crores again it will split into two states mm. because these people have limited capability yeah. people like jawaharlal nehru people like uh, 
uh, Indira Gandhi and now Narendra Modi and PV Narasimhara this is a different capability mm. these people can rule for you know 10 uh, maybe 10 districts 15 districts and they are they all come from one community they all try to koto uh, to one community yeah. I, I, I in the interest of the nation in the larger union of uh, in the larger uh, states, interest of the yeah. in the larger interest of the union of states that we are and union territories I sincerely request the prime minister to start a state reorganization uh, this with this majority also if he cannot start then there is no point there is no, yeah, no, no point yeah so uh, that that's a very interesting end to this debate and we'll come back with the next debate before we get to our uh, next topic um, i do want to say that this is mindmakers production this mind podcast is brought to you by the mindmakers team this uh, podcast is produced and edited by adit kapadia with the help of our team in india the panelists for the um, podcast are adit kapadia pramod kumar buravalli and sunanda vashisht which is me okay from um, Prime Minister Modi is stated to go on very uh, two important uh, trips, foreign trips. One is to Israel that is being looked at with a lot of interest by the international community. And another one is to the United States of America. This is not his first trip or his thing to the United States, but this is his first meeting with the Donald. So that's that's going to be interesting, um, you know, in the background of what has happened, some hate crime, um, you know, against uh, Indian community in America, and also, um, you know, this whole America inward policy, which has, which is bound to have an effect on Indian immigrants here and the. Um, H-1B, you know, visas, although um, the foreign ministry has said that they're not going to be talking about H-1B, is what I've heard last. I don't know. Um, In any case, what happens between the closed doors, no one knows. But H-1B visas do not seem to be on the menu or on the agenda. But we don't know what's really going to happen. Um, But Israel first. Let's quickly talk about Israel, then we'll talk about United States and we'll end with the recommendations. What do you make of uh, Prime Minister visiting Israel? Because we've had a blow-hard, blow-cold relationship with Israel. Do not forget that even in Narendra Modi's time, uh, we have called the palace of Mahmoud Abbas was um, called to India first, and now Prime Minister will embark on his visit to Israel. So we have we have kept both sides happy. So it never happened before that the uh, there's a uh, uh, sitting Indian Prime Minister visiting Israel so openly. I don't think there's ever been any Indian Prime Minister that visited. There have been Indian Presidents that have visited. Yeah, but... uh, Never a Prime Minister because the relationship was always uh, hush-hush. You know, the security cooperation between Israel and India has been a time-tested one. You know, Israel is one of the largest uh, suppliers of... uh, uh, you know, uh, military hardware to India after Russia and the United States. And it's a very important relationship that cannot be denied. And uh, Israel also is a very pioneering nation in many ways. You know, the the land that it has, it's a very barren land. It has very mm-hmm. limited uh, uh, fresh water, but still they have harvested uh, uh, the seawater and they have really used uh, uh, certain techniques in irrigation uh, technology that has uh, enabled them to become self-sufficient also in energy. So there is multi-level cooperation that can be, uh, you know, 
really initiated uh, with Israel at a very different level. So uh, it's a very important relationship and it is it's a time-tested one because it's not at the beck and call of the United States or any other right. country. You know, it's an independent relationship and uh, nurtured by many successive governments, but uh, taken to a Started different by level. Taken to the next uh, bigger level by Vivi Narasimharao, mm-hmm. then Atal Bihari Vajpayee continued. Same so did Manmohan Singh, and uh, naturally Narendra Modi is taking mm-hmm. the next big step. And there uh, apparently is a public event. Um, this uh, huge. Uh, community of Indian Jews, people of Indian origin who are uh, Jewish, uh, yeah. who lives in, uh, they live in Israel and uh, that's going to be a very good uh, visit. Mm-hmm. And naturally for, from a, um, you know, security standpoint, Israel has provided the kind of uh, cutting edge technologies that India has always sought for. Um, I wish and pray that this relationship continues because without Japan, Russia and Israel, we would be really bereft of friends at the world stage. These are three powerful, resourceful and committed countries that have really stood by India through thick and thin. Again, I keep saying Russia, Japan and Israel. This these should be immediate pilgrimage spots for any Indian Prime Minister, irrespective of the party they come from, because yeah. you get the latest military hardware from Russia, the latest intelligence from uh, Israel and resources and finances from Japan. However, we don't support them in United Nations. Well, that was a big uh, boo-boo, you know, they should have yeah. at least abstained. We know, have not know. gotten to the point where we can uh, support them or even abstain them. I know, I know. That's, we it's have a, to, we have to, um, you know, uh, what Narendra Modi himself said, hesitations of history. Yeah. You know, those have to be, these are hesitations of history, yeah. these have to be crossed. And if there is anybody that has the dare and Or a uh, history of hesitations. Uh, who has the commitment to see that this hesitation uh, becomes an irritation of the past yeah you know i think he will do it um, right at the same time i think after that he has portugal and other com- couple of countries that he's visiting then yeah. later on he's coming to the united states to big me- meet mr donald trump right um, and we are not um, when you talk about israel you have to talk about uh, united states of america and yeah. you have to talk about uh, the big donald yeah. who is in a big mess yes and it's not a small mess by any stretch of imagination. Yeah. So when Indian Prime Minister will meet um, Donald Trump, he is literally under siege by his own government. So he is um, with the Comey, um, oh, yeah. you know, tapes that um, happened, and where in Comey, um, uh, you know, tapes or in Comey when he spoke, uh, testified, he said that you know. The President of the United States had actually asked him to uh, sort of t- not subvert the inquiry, but sort of look the other way yeah, around. Right, yeah. So that has not happened um, in the history of the United States, you know, because the. Yeah, but, you know, but, but, you know, but then it's, it's a little problematic. The it comes to the rescue of the office of the presidency because it is bigger yeah. than one man and so they, now, there has never now, been anybody that now there is this Bob Mueller um, situation yeah. uh, going around so here is my problem when Narendra Modi who is in complete control at the moment I mean not just in India even on the world stage yeah. he is our friend Michael Kugelman wrote an excellent piece nice. about um, Narendra Modi's um, in yeah. foreign affairs about how he is striding on the world stage like a lion you know he has accrued so much respect yeah. so here he comes this man whose um, popular you know whose popularity ratings in his own country are at the highest level and here he meets 
president of United States whose popularity is sinking and who himself is sinking, yeah. what conversation do you expect to happen? I think there will be three major issues. <clears throat> Although they will not discuss about the visas, the biggest issue will be technology transfer that has, uh, you know, basically, you know, that has continued. There is special, uh, you know, uh, special purpose vehicles that the United States has created for these latest technologies uh, to be passed on to India. So that, that should be continued and I'm pretty sure uh, somebody within the administration, within the deep state will bring up the human rights uh, issues, uh, you know, just to try to uh, gain gain some leverage. It's it's always just like the example I yeah. quoted, we, you know, they'll, they'll say that, oh, Iran is going to attack you and take you over and then they'll sell arms to Saudi Arabia. Okay. Then they'll say the same thing that, uh, oh, Qatar, your country is going to be completely bombed yeah. out by Saudi Arabia and they'll sell weapons to Qatar. Yeah. Same goes with uh, India. They'll say, oh, China is now completely in control of CPAC. Hence, uh, you know, you'll, you'll have to buy 100 strategic bombers. <laughs> that's exactly what the United States does. It's a very com commercially driven enterprise. Uh, enterprising and, and you know, I would call I would call it an enterprise by itself. But right. you know, Narendra Modi is no no newcomer to this uh, sort of uh, negotiation. He's a Gujarati. Mm -hmm. He knows the art of negotiations. He'll ask that you know uh, you know certain uh, things be done. Uh, the United States did try to get India into the SCO, and I mean the Russia, Russians also prodded uh, the Chinese to let India become part of the Shanghai Cooperation Organizations SCO. Right. And uh, India is trying to get into the nuclear suppliers group. There is so this give and take wala baatchit hoga mm -hmm. Other than that, I don't see a big uh, give from the United States at this point because the giver himself, his hands are really tied to his back. He's really diminished. I don't think he, he will have a really good conversation. The red carpet that was given to the Japanese uh, uh, Prime Minister and also the Chinese President at Maro Lago will not happen with Narendra mm -hmm. Modi. I think it will be restricted to Washington DC right. and I'm pretty sure that uh, you know uh, whatever has to come from the United States has already begin, been given. Mm -hmm. You will not get the F-35s, you will not get the unmanned strategic bombers from the United States. That uh, access only, only Russia can give, only Israel can give. That will make you a, a better edged uh, military than China. You will mm -hmm. never get that uh, latest strategic technologies from the United States. Right. Just to give you an example. The Indians have been asking for the drones technology to be passed on to India. The EMARS technology which can enable you to launch aircraft carriers faster mm -hmm. from your yet to build aircraft carrier INS uh, uh, Vikrant in uh, Cochin but the United States has been denying that technology. Yeah. So, you know? that is so that you will never, never get that, you will never get that but it, since Indians have become so powerful in the United States, they are now 1% of the population, population so there will always be that leverage. One that person but influential segment, influential very influential yeah. segment. Five so, congressmen are yeah. so that that yeah. makes all the yeah. difference. We'll, we'll see how that goes. Yeah. Um, and aside, Prime Minister was supposed to visit Houston and there were some leaks in the media and we had some leaks that we had um, heard from yeah. uh, very uh, reliable sources and we were actually preparing for that but it seems that in this term it's not going to happen. Yeah. He's not visiting Houston yeah. but in future I'm pretty 
pretty sure he will. So um, that's not happening, but we will keep visiting. And before I end this podcast and I give the recommendation for the um, week, I am aware and the mind podcast team is aware of the recommend of the suggestions that we are getting of a longer podcast. We have um, taken in, we have, uh, you know, uh, really made note of those uh, recommendations and suggestions that you send us from time to time. We are looking into longer podcasts, maybe an hour, an hour and a half that will, um, right now our podcasts are about 40 to 45 minutes, but we will go into the territory of a longer podcast pretty soon. But for that, we have to have guests and we are working on that. We, As I keep saying, now we have the capability and the software to do that. Very soon, we'll see guests on our um, podcast. And with that, we will also stretch the duration of the podcast to um, longer than an hour. So um, please have faith in us and please stay with us while we uh, you know, make these improvements as we go ahead. My recommendation for this day is promoter is not, he was just telling me that he has not had time to read or look at anything. But my recommendation for this I mean, is, is a very interesting thing. Anupama Chandra, who is a famous film critic, um, she did recently did an interview, uh, um, you know, a roundtable kind of uh, interview with the new age um, film playback singers. Um, you know, who are even post, um, uh, you know, um, Sonu Nigam generation yeah. and Shreya Goshal generation, right. even newer than that. These are Neeti Mohan, Neha Basin, Aditi Singh Sharma and Janita Gandhi. They have sung some big, you know, hit numbers in last one or two years. It was a very interesting conversation about women in playback singing and why they don't get as much um, you know space or they don't get as much yeah. popularity or as much credit it was a very um you know everyone should watch it it's a great you know insight into how women are breaking into new territories you know small step by step you know we're breaking that um uh, glass ceiling but it's a very interesting thing it is by, by film companion which is anupama chandra's um, web company actually she does all her programming on web that is where the world is going anyway so you should see that i will put the link up so that's all we have for the mind podcast today keep um, you know going on to mind.net and that's where we have excellent commentary that we keep producing from wonderful people that write for us and also don't forget to look at our older podcast and this week we had a great debate on the temples tem um, RTE and um, you know reclaiming temples so with the panelists who are activists as well and who have done a lot of work in this field Go to our YouTube channel, go to our SoundCloud channel, you'll find a lot of information. And with that, I end this podcast. Thank you so much. We will be back next week.